This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Travel Is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, my name is Ramapula. I'm with Sky High. And what I love about travel is that I get to meet complete strangers that show me love and kindness, teach me about themselves, their families, their culture, and I walk away with lifelong friends. Would you fly somewhere for $35? Of course you would. Today you'll learn from someone who took a chance occurrence in Lisbon and turned it into more than just an idea, and how he is now working to improve the entire airline industry. This is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry. Hey, Rama, what's the most interesting way that you've seen somebody use Sky High? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, man, we have a couple of cool cases. Um, I would say that the most interesting of recent was were people that used it to go to Sundance, the, the film festival. Um, they flew from L.A. to Salt Lake City. And it, what's interesting is that they had months and months to book their to their book their trip to go to to go to Sundance, but they didn't. And then basically days before, their friends were tweeting about it, and one click, they're now in Salt Lake City. Uh, and that was a really cool use of this to actually, you know, have these experiences, and that's what we're trying to create. Interesting. So you like, I mean, I feel like last minute travel is actually a lot of the time like a business case. Um, usually because they're like, uh, whatever, it's on the company <laughs> or something. But like, usually they just don't know if they're going to end up there. There's more complication with like the logistics and uh, do we sponsor something? Do we have a ticket? Like, who do we send? All that or stuff. Or just forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. Well, I will <laughs> just go also add really that one in there. Yeah. Even though you're tweeting about it, you're just like, oh, wait, I haven't actually been there. Uh, I haven't yeah. booked it. I need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Are you finding that like, um, you know, there's a lot of, of business case uses for Sky High. Maybe maybe articulate a little bit how the experience of Sky High happens, and then we can let's see what business looks like for for Sky High. Totally, totally. So mm. so Sky High is is uh, it's an on demand service for for getting on commercial planes. Users pay 199 dollars a month. They can fly up to five times per month. Uh, flights are one way only, and and anytime you claim a ticket, it's just 35 dollars. Um, and all of our routes are within 1,500 miles of each other. So think New York, Miami, New York, Chicago, uh, to New Orleans. And if you're on West Coast, L.A., Seattle, you know, L.A., Denver, L.A., Austin, and then in Europe, like Paris, London, um, a lot, a lot of locations in, in Europe. Um, but what we're seeing is that the the case is that, uh, yeah, there are so many ways to get tickets, but the reality is that people there's still friction, but the time you make the decision that you want to travel and then you then you actually go about traveling. So the case of actually having that one-click booking and then essentially removing all pricing from it uh, allows people to actually have that, that free-flowing motion travel. Yeah, these change fees just start to get really old really fast. You know, I've like, I, my commitment in 2018 was just to like, 
just change flights like fewer times than I normally do because yeah. it's just change fee, change fee, change fee, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it is a struggle, you know, cause things change and they change, can change really quickly. And all of a sudden you're kind of on the hook or you have to try to like rebook or make the trip work anyway. So I kind of like this idea. Mm. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Do, do I you find that a lot of people are putting this on corporate cards and, and it is a big corporate thing or is it mixed it's mixed it's mixed yeah. we when we actually launched we weren't we weren't necessarily t- targeting corporate at all because you know our our assumption was since it's one way uh and you can't book another ticket till you land that 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 risk would keep uh corporate travelers away from it um and so we, we you know we marketed towards freelancers digital nomads um honestly just people like me that 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 can work from anywhere uh that like having new experiences and and like meeting strangers and can work from cafes um but then we also when we started seeing business people join and we've been talking to them and 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 why they use this now over over their other platforms well because it's a pain in the ass exactly (laughs) i mean it's straight up you know like if you ever go through one of the big travel management companies you have to it literally happened to me last week with a large brand that i will not name for two large brands and you know one was a management company and one was was a travel brand and you had to fill out a a form it was like please fill out your traveler form and i literally had to go in and fill out a form about who i was and like where to go and like once Mm -hmm. you do that once you're done like you don't want to do that again you know you feel like there's a better way yes you know the um well you're you're even talking about a, a, a change in lifestyle right like this is for the nomad for these people who are you know uh trying to just go somewhere mm-hmm. and don't care about the return flight you know um so if that's really the main focus what are some of the main what are some of the main takeaways of the experiences that people have had so far you know what is what's the what's the change in lifestyle what's the enabler here you know yeah you're dead on that it's a change in lifestyle and that's that's been one of the hardest things for us to convey to people until they use it um they have you know those people that ended up going to sundance uh even though they weren't going to that's that's a lifestyle thing i get to be at this film festival um myself actually going down to focus right uh in miami right that was that was not on my radar until you know, you, John, and others were like, hey, we're going to be down there. Uh, and I got to jump down there and, and just, just hang with my friends. That's lifestyle, you know. Um, so we're starting to see shake out here is that people, myself included, I'd, I didn't know that if I was if I was given something that would enable me to, to be able to live this lifestyle uh, more easily, uh, would, would I actually do it? And And the reality is that Yes, <laughs> you know, it's like a why not. Um, I'm not sure if I exactly answered your question, but oh, I think so. Okay, I mean, it, it, you're essentially saying that, like, so it's it's thirty five dollars a ticket plus the one ninety nine carrying thing of subscription once a month, right? Correct. So you're saying that's insane. That's like a date night. That's a movie. That's like one movie for you, and that's not even popcorn. Like you can't even yeah. get popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, I think like, that's the going rate for medium popcorn these days in, in New York. Yeah, theaters. I think it's like five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a big five hundred dollars. It's it's interesting you bring that up because that. So I I met with a um an early customer in London uh in September of last year, a wealthy businessman, uh, you know who who doesn't need this service in any way because he could just book business class tickets with his assistant and whatnot, found out about us, reached out and was like, I need to be on this platform to try it. This is fascinating to me. 
And when I was out in, in, in Europe, I'm like, all right, let's, let's meet. I'd love to meet you. You know, you're a customer of ours and want to talk to you. And, and he was like, why I use this is that it has, it has removed all of the friction I had before even calling my assistant and thinking her sending me, um, different options. I don't have to worry about that. I could just, I could just click this. Right. And the decision-making that I'm going through is not, am I going to buy uh, one plane ticket versus another? It's, am I going to treat myself to a nice lunch or am I going to go see my team in Zurich? You know, am I going to buy this nice t-shirt or am I going to surprise my wife in Geneva? Uh, that's lifestyle, right? These are these opportunities that that I mean, honestly, I couldn't I couldn't write that script, right? It was amazing to hear that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 those changes. So thirty five dollars, like yeah, popcorn, it's popcorn, yeah. right? Well, what's the what's the distinction in Europe versus U.S.? If he's in London, you know, are you is because I can imagine there's like a jet setter kind of approach in in Europe, right? Like people just bounce from place to place, you know, a lot more accessibly than say in the US. And it's also just a cultural thing where you don't necessarily, oh, I'm gonna go fly over to, let's do Arkansas this weekend. What do yeah. you think? Uh, you know, it's like, who knows? Um, like, do you, what's been the distinction in adoption? How much, how, have you had any market penetration already in Europe? Like what's first that, and then I'd like to talk about when the culture too, but yeah. yeah. We have, we have, we definitely have some users in, 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 in Europe. I think it's been harder for us to to really push on Europe because we're just we're in America and we're right. so used to marketing in America. And your routes uh, are here. Uh, we have route, yeah, we have routes here. We have routes in Europe too. We have twenty one cities in in Europe. Uh, but what we have noticed is that um, when I'm out in Europe, like I was at a digital nomad conference in, in September in Portugal. Um, when I'm out there and talking about it and we have social media kind of pushing that stuff, that's when people are like, wait, what is this? Let me get on this. Um, so so we have some adoption there. I would love to have more adoption there, but that that isn't a failure of the product in any way. It's it's uh how many how many people do we have to actually get the good marketing out, you know? Um but adoption in, in Europe, yes, people are more more used to this. Um you can take a one way flight somewhere and and if you absolutely can't get a ticket home the next day, uh, people are just taking the train, right? There are other ways around it. And people are more accustomed to that. There's blah, blah car. If you want to get, you know, places in Germany, there's all these like different things that people can use. Um, people aren't as accustomed to here. Um, but in, in honestly, I think in, in America, a, a flight to Miami is two and a half hours, right? Uh, London to Paris was at about two hours too. More people are taking a route from London to Paris than people are going from New York to Miami. And it's not that there's any difference in the, the length of time. It's just culturally, we just think of travel differently. Um, and I'm hoping that Sky High or the vision is that Sky High helps helps that make that more accessible where people are thinking about it as, oh, you know, I'm going to take a, a cab ride or I'm going to go to Miami. You know, I want that to change in America. Yeah, it becomes less of a time thing and more just like, you know, I can do this, so it's okay. Exactly. And I'm quick. Exactly. Interesting. Do you think... Um, have you seen, oh man, I'd be so interested to see if people start going more to Arkansas, you know, like it, yeah. it, it, it'd be interesting yeah, to like see. Like the data of it all, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like yeah. what, you know, because um, you guys started this off, uh, what was it, like two years ago or what was the, yeah, the, kind of the, the origin story a bit. You know, <laughs> yeah. The origin story is an interesting one. I um, So the idea came to me in November of 2015. I was actually at an airport. I was in um, Berlin Tegel Airport, and 
waiting for my flight back to New York. And, and Tegel is one of those airports where if you go through security, you're just stuck in some chairs and then there's the gate. So I never check in until like the last minute. I'll roam around this airport and I usually find people that, that I, I can just talk to. I like meeting new people. So there were these, there were three travelers, you know, kind of waiting around uh, this kiosk, just having coffee and um, introduced myself and, and started talking to them. And it turned out that they didn't have a flight to anywhere. They're waiting for something to fall under 50 euro. And, and they took a flight to Lisbon. And in the hour that I was spending with them, they got a flight to Lisbon. And um, honestly, I was frustrated up jealous. I was going back home <laughs> to my nine to five job. Uh, and um, I was just fascinated by the lifestyle they were living. And I got on my plane back home, which was, and it was pretty much empty. Uh, and I've been in this situation so many times where I look around, I'm like, and this plane is, it's crazy that this giant tin can is flying across the ocean with four people on it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought to myself, would, would they have gotten on this plane if it was, say, $100? Um, Lisbon is an amazing city, but no doubt New York is a league above it in, in types of cities, you know? Um, so, so it was on that plane. I, I, I drew out the, the rules for Sky High, the, the business plan, the software architecture. I pitched it to my now co-founder the next day and I quit my job a week later. And and then we we started playing around with this idea, and, and by by about February 2016, we're like, we have a viable business here. Um, this can be real. Um, so honestly, that first year, 2016 was all how, how do we go about doing this from a regulatory perspective, from from figuring things out with airlines, like how do we integrate in with things that exist? How do we really figure out this market? Uh, how do we make something happen? So it was just my co-founder and myself at that time for about a year. And then, you know, January of, of, of 2017, we brought some people on. And, and by August, we had a product to market. Um, so build time wasn't crazy, but but understanding the airline industry, <laughs> whoa, I was not I was not ready for that. Uh, I didn't I just didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. It was it's been the hardest industry that I have have ever tried to change. Yeah, because one of the reasons why, you know, they fly those planes isn't for what's in the seats, it's what's under the plane. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter sometimes if who's in the plane because what's underneath, you know, those like especially flights from like Hawaii and places like that, they don't care. They don't want people because it's more weight. Exactly. So they'd actually have fewer people on the plane because the cargo is more valuable. And if they put a human for 50 bucks, that weight is too much, you know? Exactly. So it is wild, right? All these little pieces that come together. Totally. Totally. It's yeah. crazy. I think we should definitely dive into that. Uh, but first, I want to eat what this is what is this <laughs> what did you bring for us today Rama? so i brought i brought an indian sweet called laddu mm. uh it you know growing up uh whenever we'd go to like temples my parents would take me to temples and uh i mean i didn't really care about the temple i cared about the fact that at the end <laughs> uh, we'd get these little sweets called laddus um so i went uh, i went over to, to murray hill on my way here and, and picked one up from the indian grocery store um, yeah, let's let's dig in. Awesome. All right, let's do it. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. 
Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MouthMediaSen. That's MouthMedia, S-E-N-N, at checkout. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Rama, tell us about this treat again because it's delicious. Actually, you already told us. We don't need to talk about it again. Right? Yeah, you already told us. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, let's start over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get this all on, on mic. Um, Rama, this is delicious. But Agreed. I think you, we were just, as we were starting to nom on it and in the break, Nick, you had a really interesting question about airlines. You know, I can I can envision everyone in their cars or on their ellipticals, wherever they listen to said show, you know, wondering how the heck you do it. Because it's it, it seems very complicated, and it also seems like something that airlines traditionally would hate and not want. So tell me a little bit about that process, how you brought it to airlines. Did you have to bring it to airlines, or are you only working with kind of the mid-suppliers to make it happen? Totally. Great question. Uh, so when we started this, we were like, we've got this great thing. We're going to take excess capacity and make these airlines, airplanes more efficient, and airlines are going to love us. Yeah, right. How could they not love <laughs> How us? How could they not love <laughs> us? <laughs> it's going to be great. And look, we have we have two amazing advisors on our on our uh, on our board that uh, both work in different areas of, of the airline industry, and uh, they were guiding us through this process. And they're like, we can we can put you in the rooms with the sea levels of these airlines. And this is before we had a product to market. Uh, we had an idea that was, at this point, six months long. It was more fleshed out. We understood what the next steps were. We just wanted airlines on board. So we went and talked to these these executives, and and many of them were interested. It's it's interesting. They're they want change, but also resist it. Right? Um, nobody said that this is a stupid idea. They're like, whoa, this is really interesting. Come back to us. You know, when when you have critical mass. We're like, oh man, we're in this catch-22 because we can't get critical mass if we don't have the supply. And we can't get the supply without critical mass of users. And that's how it works, by the way. That's how the travel industry works. Yeah, that's why innovation has been traditionally stifled. Right. It's infuriating. Yeah. It's not held by the, the same... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's hard to change your own business. And honestly, if things are going well, sometimes it's easier just to keep doing it. Status quo, right? Totally, totally. I think what was... What was was interesting in those conversations? I'm in. I'm talking to airlines that are not profitable, right? So <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, you don't want yeah, to innovate, but sure. you do. But you're not making any money. You're not making money right. to keep yourself. It's cool. Like, we'll sell all our assets when we're gone. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. It's great. Totally. Anyway, did, did you tell them this in the meeting? No, I, did you? Yeah. I, I would like to know. If you, you realize you're not profitable, right? <laughs> Just <I> would, checking. <laughs> I would keep them. I would tell them what their load factors are, and I would tell them the the things that could happen, say if they improve three or four percent. So, what was interesting about those conversations is that they 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 respected us because we are outsiders in this industry trying to make change in their industry and knowledgeable now about what was actually going on. But 
they still wouldn't give us access to those tickets, right? Um, so we so so we had to find a way around it. We're like, all right, let's go look at open inventory and see how how do we get that? How do we build something on top of the things that exist and still sort of build out this business model, um, and see if it clicks. In a way, it kind of benefits you to to at least when you're first launching to have a, a larger amount of supply if you're doing exclusive through one airline you're only going to get a certain amount of routes or whatever they can manage and then yeah. you have to do negotiations across all your airlines i mean you're tracking a massive sales team and you really want to get something off the ground that way yeah which is why gds's exist in kind of the first place totally right? dead on john it was uh the sales cycles for the airlines were going to be three to five years right yeah. <laughs> once we realized that we're like this is a no-go <laughs> Um, so yeah, we looked at, at, at the existing things out there, the, the, the various yeses, you know, how would we, how would we integrate in with those? What would that cost us? What's the technology, uh, you know, integrations behind it? Um, you know, could we, could we integrate directly with airlines APIs? Would be, they be open to that? Uh, and on top of that, how do we make, a, how do we make this business model work? Right. Cause there's so much price fluctuation, uh, anyways, uh, how do we, how do we do a, a flat rate on top of this stuff? Um, so that's the stuff we had to figure out. We we, we decided to, I mean, myself and my co-founder are, are deeply technical. So we're now picking apart these APIs. Um, oh, man. And, <laughs> and to be honest, a lot of them are, are really antiquated. The technology stacks are, are, are you know, a decade old, um, and that's being generous. Uh, they're not great to work with. Uh, so, so we... So so we went down this path of like, all right, we're going to put a lot of technical resources into integrating in with all of these antiquated systems, or we're going to find some sort of partner that uh, maybe has done this already. So we did. We found a partner out in, in uh, they're based out of Hungary. They're called All Miles, A-L-L-M-Y-L-E-S. Um, and they built an API on top of all of these various GDSs um, directly in with, with airline APIs and uh and, and and they're JSON based, so that you know at least is a much further along in the technology side. Um, so at least the quickest path to market was integrate in with this one system, which gives us access to all of the systems, um, and then figure out other algorithms on top of it, so we can run our our business. If you're doing something that's sitting on top of a GDS, are you finding similar kind of commission structures to what we're finding with like a? Say if you went uh, with one, any other API existing in an OTA, are they like doing it on a basis of that, or like what kind of? I mean, not to, you don't have to go into the details of your term, but like, yeah. yeah, how does how do you how do you do this kind of supplier side and still you know keep the revenue that you'd need, you know, the margins you'd need? Yeah, totally. We so we we have a deal with all miles, um, right. so we don't have ones directly with with every GDS, right? Um, so but those they don't terms. function as an OTA. But they don't function as an OTA, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for for us, we we our deal with them is 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 basically on usage, right? Um, so as long as we understand what that is and we have the ability to to almost regulate our usage of it, uh, then we we can come out on top on a lot of these. And 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 we we have those ways, right? We build smart caching into our our system. We we you know we build our own uh, yeah components in to to analyze the data. So. You know, it's not that we use them for every single hit. We use them when it's necessary to 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 show the right things to our users. Um, and what's nice about that is that you know we have we have all the search data and then we have all the pricing data, um, and based on that we we determine what's what's right for these routes. Um, and and in in the business side, we have 
incoming monthly subscription fees and we have these these one-off flight fees uh and in aggregate we can we can run a successful business with based on that influx of revenue and 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 again what we're what we're working with uh with our distributors um so we found a way around <laughs> the initial problem we we worked on it we work with open inventory so is it the cheapest flight then that the customer gets or how does it work out at the end point? You know, if it is a flat rate and you're only charging a flat rate also for the flight fee, mm-hmm. how does that work? Um, so the, the, the customer gets to choose whatever's on the list, right? And and whatever, there's usually hundreds of flights. Like right now, if I open up the app now to Miami, it's hundreds of flights, same with Chicago, um, same with many of our routes. Um, actually, before I just checked, before we came in here, right now we have 35,000 flights on the platform. Uh, across our 856 routes, um, so inventory is there. And by uh, route, you mean city pairing? So yes, just to be clear. city okay, pair. Cool. Yeah, like New York, Chicago would be gotcha. one route. So you said 856. 856. Wow. Yeah, wow. with 49 cities right now, um, we're launching nine new cities in the upcoming weeks. Uh, 856 routes right now, and you know about 35,000 flights right now. Um, and honestly, how it works from a monetary sense is that uh, those routes, like think of New York to Chicago. It's actually not an expensive route. Uh, a lot of our routes are are desirable cities, uh, but a lot of those desirable cities have a lot of inefficiency in, in on the planes. So there's a lot of open seats. Um, honestly, a flight that's New York to Chicago that's six hundred dollars uh, on a GDS system would not show up on our platform because there are two hundred that are under one hundred and twenty dollars. Right to a user, they actually don't know exactly what those the prices are we just charge them 35 um we figure out the math on the other side of how we're clearing the ticket um so yeah we again we're taking we're taking that the sort of price haggling that goes on you know what i equate it to the the otas is that um you know i spend time in like africa and india and like you go to these uh these markets where someone's trying to sell you a t-shirt and it's whatever you know 30 rupees in india right um, and you're like, no, that's too much. I'll pay you 20. And they're like, no, 25. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to leave. I'll come back tomorrow. Right. That's what it always felt like with an OTA. I'm like haggling for this thing that I want. Um, they want me to have it, but they want to get the upper hand here, but I'm not going to give way, you know? And it was this constant like annoyance to me that that's how, that's how these systems work. So we take that all away. And now a user only thinks about time and, and airline if they care about the airline. I think it's funny, though, because you're actually doing that arbitrage yourself, though. Exactly. But the customer doesn't see it. So it's like, in some ways, nothing's changed. But you're making it easier for the customer, but you're still price arbitraging because you can find a better deal that maybe since you can see everything, yep. you know, this hotel may have it a little cheaper or something might be happening. You know, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, you're right. It, it, you're right. It's out of the customer's hand. Yeah. So it's an amazing new experience for customers. And so we're seeing it be sticky. Because, um, yeah, Somebody else can deal with that. Right? Well, it's too much choice. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, you go to like a Trivago and it's like you can see every hotel. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's too much, you exactly. know, so. Are you um, are you finding that most people are using the app for, for discovery on where they want to go? Or are they using it for like, I know I have to go to Chicago from this yeah. date to this date. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the flights? Yeah, like, you know? how much time do they spend when they open the app to completion? Is it like, you know, like one minute or is it like 10 minutes of exploring? Yeah, and, you know, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, we definitely see some exploration. Uh, because People booking the, that like random flight to Miami, like you said. Totally, that yeah. Type of stuff. We're Just now because seeing, it's there. Exactly. We are okay. seeing that, and we are seeing people actually take some of those flights. Um, 
but more often than not, people know where they want to go. Uh, I think we make it easy for people to think about other places uh, and maybe put that on their list for maybe later in the month. But they're opening this up to be like, oh, you know what? I gotta, I've got to visit my girlfriend in, in Chicago, right? Um, I'm going to go do that. So we're learning that from our users. We, you know, for me, I use it more as, as where can I go explore? Um, but I'm not every user. I, I tend to have a little more freedom in my life because I can, I can run this company from anywhere and it's kind of what I want to do, right? And you got to test then, your product. And I can test yeah. your product, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we are, we are seeing more people know where they want to go and they're looking to go there. Uh, sometimes they're not coming back. That's been cool to see that they all, they may jump elsewhere from there. Um, you mean they go one way, one way, one way, one way? Yeah. But they're not returning to that same city? But yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. And that's what, like, we made a strategic decision early on to go, this is going to be one way. We can see how this goes. One way, you can't claim another till you land. And it was actually my co-founder's idea of, like, if we if we really want to break this behavior pattern of, of only thinking in round trips, we need to make it an odd number. So we went with five as the number of flights you can claim. Um, some people write into our customer service line, they're like, well, then I just lose one flight, right? Because I have five. I'm like, well, that's well, we one have to make to money at. too. I mean, so it's a balance. Yeah. Or yeah. just plan it so it's the 27th and or 27th, and then you go to the first. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it rolls <laughs> over. Yeah, rolls over. I think uh, it's cool because you're also removing price. Like a lot of times, you know, with a lot of the the startups we see, it's about finding like the cheapest place or things like that. So actually, it makes sense that they're not using too much discovery because they don't have to worry about price. It's not like where can I go? I have two hundred dollars. It's yeah. I can go anywhere because it's thirty five dollars. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, we're actually seeing it pretty quick from the moment somebody, we see the searches come through. So they're sure. bouncing around, trying a couple of different cities, and then we see the booking. Uh, and the booking is, it is literally a minute, right? It's one click. We have all your information. You hit confirm. We charge you 35. You get a, a confirmation email in a minute. That experience in itself is is game changing for people. Yeah. Um, that's not what you see in, in pretty much every other site. How many are you telling us or anyone in general? How many flights the average you like 4.4 out of the five or 3.7? I feel like that's probably not going to be said because it seems pretty critical. But if you're willing. What we are seeing is that it is the anomaly case where people are flying five times per month. Okay. Um, you know, it's, if I think about, a, you know, other membership models, like let's just take a gym, right? Gym membership. Um Say you're paying $200 for Equinox. It's a terrible rate. <laughs> I never say it's a terrible gym. I was like, I don't even know how much rate. Equinox goes. Was it renegotiate. Um, I, I think we're seeing two things, right? That, uh, say it's an Equinox, right? It's what, what is it, 150 for Equinox? Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, if Depends you go, if you scream during the sign-up. Like, like he does, like, I refuse <laughs> just to get you out of here. I gotta get a better rate. Fine. I'm gonna haggle. Right. Haggle 20 down. rupees, 20 go. rupees. His locker's under the, is under the stairs. You know, they, they put him over there. But it's, if you go to the gym every single day, mm -hmm. um, you're probably causing some damage to your body, right? You're gonna find what is right for you in that month to make this valuable. Uh, and to, to different users, that's just a different amount. Uh, for me, if I fly two or three times, that's that's great because that's that's usually more than I used to travel. You know, that's that's exploring more than I did before. Um, so that's more. I've 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 I'm doing more things so that's valuable to me. Uh, I think five times for me per month, I would uh, I would get burnt out. You know, yeah. 
So. I, I kind of like how it's like a freedom layer, you know, in the sense of like, you know, some things are nice to have, like you have a gym membership just because you should have a gym membership, right? Like, you know, you need yeah. to kind of have it in case you use it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because you almost become like the the dream at work in the sense that, oh, I know I have this thing. And even if they don't use it, they keep you for that hope that mm-hmm. they'll be able to use it, you know? So it's actually kind of an interesting emotional thing, I think, as far as a subscription model, you know? Totally. I, I was talking to a couple of people this past week about Again, our pricing model, we're $199 and then and $35 per flight. $199 is a high subscription price, right? People think about that. Whereas a Spotify, a $10, bucks, you are not really, you know, you're going to let it go for a while. You're not going to think about it too much. Um, but the feedback I've been getting is that, no, that's actually a good price point because now I'm committing to myself that I'm going to travel more. And hearing that from people has been really interesting because... Yes, it's a high price point, but if you're committing, if that is a commitment in yourself to to grow and to to explore. Um, and, and some people just need, because the fact they're paying more, they're like, oh, now I am going to go do this thing. It's also an That's involved purchase. You know, most times people travel, I mean, they have to have an accommodation when they get there. They, they have to figure out it's going to be ex- some expense, right? Yeah. And it's just, you know, you're, you're uprooting your life for like a weekend or a, a week or something. And so I, I totally get that. I, I have so many questions, but I think we do. We should probably get into uh, getting to know Rama a little bit more All right. as well. I do have so many more questions, Rama, but uh, let's get to know you. Let's let's take a break, and then we're going to get to know Rama a little bit more. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Vikram Iyer former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mouth Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Now we're going to get to know Rama a little bit more with the help of our trusty airline personnel. Passenger Nick Vivian, Nick Vivian, please come to the front of the cabin. That's you, Nick. Rama, tell me about the first time you remember getting on an airplane. Because I used to fly when I was very little and I have so many great memories of, of a time back when. So do you have one that, that sticks out? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. It wasn't the first time I was on an airplane. It was The first time I was on an airplane, I was four months, right? I don't even remember it. But the first time I remember it, I was like eight years old, I would say, um, going to California to visit my cousins. And it was one of those, you know, you get out of school a little bit early. You're going to go for a week away across the country. Um, oh man. And I remember it, it was a feeling I still get now when I think about places that I haven't been to before about this, this, just this world of like unknown and excitement and of, you know, just, it's like gives me goosebumps, you know, and that's, that's still why I travel, uh, that, that experience, that feeling of there's something brand new on the other side. 
you know, I'm going to have all these amazing adventures and at the time it was with my cousins. And now I'm going to have amazing adventures either with my family abroad or with strangers. Uh, that, that's why I do it, you know. I like that a lot. Yeah. I always, planes are the best place for me. They're my favorite. Yeah. You know, I kind of struggle with the whole Hyperloop thing, you know, because it's just on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm excited to get romantic? from Cleveland to Ohio in 28 minutes yeah. going 800 miles an hour, but it's a little like, it's like you're on the subway. Yeah. Like, it kind of like, it's great to have it. I know I'll use it, but it's this, the romance, I don't know. Can you be like, can you fall in love with, with the Hyperloop? You know, and this is the sort of things I think about. Well, that's why I ask these questions, because I think yeah. we all have these emotions, you know? Totally. I also really do like the, the, the I love takeoff. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like the, I actually like the feeling when the plane kind of drops sometimes and my, I lose my stomach for a second. Like others are like, ah! You're like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> again, again, again! Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, the plane's all right. I've been yeah. on this so, yeah. these so many times. We'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. I like that feeling. That's awesome. Attention, passenger John Matson, report to gate 22. Surprise, surprise, that's me. Hey, look, I'm the only other person to ask a question. Um, <laughs> this is a very boring boarding area here. It's just this you is, and me. It's just me, yeah. Is, yeah. Again, I, they really should figure out revenue management for this airline. It's a tough like, I don't one. Know. Not enough people on this airline. Yeah, maybe they should talk to Sky, we need Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Um Hey, so Rama, what's, you've, you've traveled a lot more now. And um, what's the thing that you wish you could go in the past and tell yourself now that you've seen more of the world and traveled more, besides that they should go travel more? Mm -hmm. I think, I think I would tell a, my younger self to, to, to be more open to talking to, to strangers. Honestly, I, I, it wasn't until probably my mid twenties and started traveling more that, uh, you know, I, I did start doing that talking to random people at cafes and, um, you know, talking to the vendor at the market and, and learning about them and learning about their history and their families. Uh, cause that's the eye opening stuff for me. Um, uh, yeah, I love the food and I love taking pictures and I love s seeing things. But now when I travel, I'll sit at a cafe for hours. Um, I'll go to the dance club with the barista I met there, you know, um, <laughs> I will, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a real story. Yeah. Like, yeah can, we like, can we ask a third question? <laughs> Have you ever gone to a dance club with the barista? <laughs> if so, tell us more. <laughs> As John knows, I am an avid dancer. So I uh, oh, I thought it was like a barista a really barista dancer. enjoyer. An avid <laughs> yeah. barista. Connoisseur. He crushes it. <laughs> like yeah. You get a whole music pass too. Yeah, I <laughs> I spend time at dance clubs everywhere I go. Um, and I usually end up there with strangers. Um, or if it's from, you know, I do use all the dating apps everywhere. And, it, and at times it isn't even that I'm going to, you know, have a short-term or long-term relationship with this person. I want to get to know people and, and talk to people. It's more of a stranger meeting tool for me now. <laughs> um, and that's been fascinating because now I, I still connect with those people from abroad and, and learn about them and learn about their cultures. And, and they... Um, introduce me to new people that I get to meet, uh, different parties to go to, um, different startups to meet in this entrepreneurship journey. Uh, so I would tell my old, old, old self, that old advice, don't take candy from strangers. I just always go for the strangers now. Take all the candy. <laughs> take all the candy. <laughs> yeah. I take all the candy. Um, awesome. I end up, 
I was in Portugal again this, this, this September, and uh, I'm a runner, right? And and I uh, I do sprints a couple times a week. So I was sprinting up these hills in Lisbon, racing the trams, and <laughs> at the top of the hill, I got a couple of the police officers were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't do this. You know, you're jeopardizing safety." And now I'm talking to them, strangers, right? Um, and then I get to have an espresso with them. And then I get, uh, I have a pasteste de, de nata mm-hmm. with them. And uh, again, strangers. I was just living my life. And I took this opportunity to talk to them about their lives as police officers in Lisbon. Wow. Um, Which clearly involved taking people from the street and having espresso and alcoholic yeah. beverages <laughs> with them. <laughs> be like, oh, look, we don't have to work. Hey, come. Yes. <laughs> you come with us. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. one way to do vacation, man. I love yeah. it. Um, well, hey, this has been awesome. You know, I'd love to be able, you know, to, yeah, it's been awesome. What is some way that people can get in touch with Sky High or you, you know? What's the easiest way to get in touch? Sure. Um, you can go to our website, flyskyhigh.com. It's F-L-Y-S-K-Y-H-I.com. Uh, and, and, you know, connect with us on the, the contact email there and follow us on all the social channels. Uh, my, my email is rama at flyskyhigh.com. Feel free to drop me a line and um, I'd love to talk to, to all of you out there. Awesome. And besides all these awesome uh, kind of reflective thoughts, uh, what's one final thought that you'd like to share today you know it could be a reflection on this interview or your experiences through through sky high or just anything in general really oh i i would say to any entrepreneurs out there whether it's in the travel space or others um just jump your wings will will grow as you're on the way down uh there's yeah there's no there's no point in getting stuck behind the fear just go do it a lot of cool things to create out there. Nike that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Very good ending. Awesome. Um, thanks so much for coming on, Rama. It's really good to talk with you. Thanks for having me. This has been amazing. And my co-host, Nick Vivian. Thanks, Jonathan Swell. And I'm your host, John Madsen. Bon voyage. In season. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.